If you've ever said, I need to get my shit together, then this is the podcast for you. The honest, straight-talking, mental health and mindset podcast from Gist Coaching, with your host, Chris Piercy. Hello, lovely people of uh, Instagram over here and uh, Facebook over here. Uh, today is a uh, live Q&A session. I'm going to be uh, answering questions about uh, anxiety, um, about depression. So yeah, so answering questions about anxiety and depression today. Um, had a number of questions come in already. Uh, also, if you have a question that you um, you know you want to ask, you know, chuck it in the comments, and I will get around to every comment I probably can. I have no particular plans for this evening. Hello, Tom. There on Facebook, a couple of people joining on uh, Instagram as well. Uh, so, how how are we all doing? That's uh, you know, how's how's life treating everyone at the moment? It's a little bit of a strange time, as everyone says about fifty five times a day at the moment. It's getting a bit boring, like both saying it and hearing it, right? Um, but there we go. So, I was going to start off by just saying, uh, just answering a question I got asked yesterday, and the question for me was how do you keep going through all of this how do you keep going when all of this is going on and you know, and this is someone who'd read my blogs and listened to uh episodes of my podcasts and you know when in the blogs and within the podcast you know i i open up a bit more about myself personally and stuff that's gone on a little bit so people are kind of getting a little bit more aware of who i am and what i'm about so they said how, how do you how do you get through all this like everything you've been through um and this I had to think about it, and it boils down to three things from my point of view. Um, the three things are uh, acceptance, uh, control, and uh, gratitude. Those are the three things which, for me personally, help me to get through everything you know which is going on at the moment. So let me break that down into what it actually means. Obviously, you know. Just saying attitude and um, gratitude and acceptance and control doesn't particularly mean anything really. So what do I mean by it? So I'll start with acceptance because it's in my personal opinion that acceptance is the very first step that anyone has to take to move forward with their lives, whether they're anxious, whether they're depressed, whether they're just stressed out, you know, or, you know, you're just having a hard time with COVID and being locked down, you know. Acceptance is where you start off. Acceptance is so important because I mean, I've, I've written a whole blog about this and you can you can find that afterwards if you want to. But the way I describe it is that if you're not accepting whatever circumstances that you're in, you're there essentially fighting against gravity. It's like you're there's a boulder rolling down a hill and you're just there holding this boulder in place just to, and all you're doing is expending energy just to stay in the same place. It doesn't actually get you anywhere. And all you're doing is saying, right, so let's say that you've had a, a relationship finish and you didn't want it to end. What are your choices? Well, you can either keep pining after the ex that, you know, you still love or whatever, or you go, OK, it's over. It's done. Let's just stand out of the way and let the bowler roll, uh, roll past us. Now, that it is so painful to accept things sometimes, but there isn't actually a downside once you've done that part. All it does is it gives you this nice solid foundation from which you to, for you to build the rest of your life upon. So accepting it is the hard part, but the you know, what, what's the alternative? The alternative is sitting there bitching about your life, complaining about your life, saying you want things to be different, wishing things were to be different. 
and it doesn't get you anywhere. So actually accepting it gives you this solid foundation. You go, okay, that was really bad. I didn't like that. That stuff was awful. I really didn't enjoy any of that stuff at all because accepting it and being happy about it are two entirely different things. So once you've accepted it, that gives you the foundation to move forwards with the rest of your life. And that's when gratitude and control comes into it. Now, I'm going to attack um, control first of all. And control is important to understand from an anxiety point of view and a depression point of view, but I think more from, a, um, more from an anxiety point of view. Now, the fastest way to stress yourself out, I think, is for you to start trying to worry about and control things which you cannot possibly control. Now, again, I've written another blog about this. You can go and read it afterwards. But there are two things which we can control, our thoughts and our actions. These are the only two things. There's literally nothing else, not a single other thing. I mean, by all means, put something in the comments. If you think there's something which doesn't fall into those two categories, which you can control. Um, I thought about it long and hard. There isn't anything. We can't, if it's not one of our, it's not our own thoughts, it's not our actions, we can't control it. And yet we spend a stupid amount of time stressing over these things which we cannot control. You know, one of the big things is the past. You know, people think about, you know, oh God, I did this before and it was really awful or it was really stupid or it was really embarrassing. What can you do about that now? L literally nothing. So you're there stressing yourself out over things which have, like you've done in the past, which you cannot do anything about. Literally nothing. You know, people stress about the weather. What are you going to do? Literally can't do anything. Dress appropriately. That's about the only thing, right? So holding on to these things that you want to control but you can't is the fastest way to stress yourself out. So, you know, by uh, law reverse effect, the quickest way to unstress yourself is to go, right, what can I actually control? Actually looking at the things which you can control in a situation and going, okay, I can control this and this and this. Great. What can I do about these things I can control? Oh, I can do this and this. And then you're done. Now, if you do any, try and do anything more than that, you're just expending energy on something which isn't going to get you anywhere because you can't control the situation anyway, right? Or am I wrong? Um, I can have a sip of tea from my uh, Elsa mug before I carry on. So one of the big things that we like to... Um, stress ourselves out, or we don't like to, but we do, we stress ourselves out over, is uh, other people's opinions of us and the impact of things we say on other people and things like that. But once again, this is something which we have no control over whatsoever. We have control over the words which come out of our mouths uh, or the actions which we take, but we don't actually have any control whatsoever of, on the impact that has, has on the people hearing it or what they do as a result of hearing that. So, you know, you can be as nice as you could possibly can to someone and you know still get treated like shit by that person because you know you, it doesn't matter what you do because they're still they still got complete control over their own thoughts and actions to do whatever they want to do so you know you quite often find yourselves or hear of these kind of circumstances where someone is like really really lovely to a partner or whatever and no matter what they say no matter what they do the partner still doesn't treat them very well and, and that's because they don't have any control. They, they, they cannot change the other person. The other person will change if they want to, if they decide to. But it's not within the person who's doing all this nice stuff control. All they can do is their own thing. 
And this is this is true for everything. We can only ever do our own thing and the impact it has on other people, whatever it is, it is. It's not within our control. So it's not something we should really let ourselves get stressed out over. Because you know, that's the like I said, that's the fastest way to kind of really stress yourself out is to try and control these things which you can't control. The best example I can think of this is if you've ever been driving before or even a passenger before and you've been on like a single track road and there's a car in front of you that's just going like 10, 20 miles an hour below the speed limit and you've got to get somewhere and you can't overtake and you can't get around them and et cetera, et cetera. And you're just stuck behind this car, right? There's nothing you can do. I mean, you can drive up behind, like drive up their ass like a dickhead and beat your horn and just, like shout and swear at them. That's still, you know, you still have no control over what that driver in front of you is going to do. And that driver in front of you, you know, you can literally think of it as a driver in front of you, or you can think of it as like anything within your life that you can't control. With all these things, you can shout and swear and like wave your hands and beep your horn, meta like metaphorically, but it doesn't mean that anything in front of you is going to change, right? So concentrate fully on the things which you can control. And those are our thoughts and our actions. Everything else is outside of our control. Um, and if you disagree or you think I'm wrong, uh, let me know in the comments. Um, I don't think I am, though. Um, <laughs> so that was the second thing. So the first thing is acceptance, just recognizing where you're at and accepting like that you are there and that's what's going on and you don't have to like it, but that's your, that's your circumstances and accepting that. The next part is recognizing what you can control and saying, right, I can control this, I can't control that. Right, I'm gonna concentrate on these things that I can control. Now, the third part for me is gratitude. Now, gratitude, I think, is something which is getting more prevalent. Um, you know, people are kind of starting to talk about this idea of being grateful for what we've got. Uh, and I think that's a really, really good thing because I think that social media and uh, like Kardashians and that kind of culture is the exact opposite of that. It, it, um, gratitude has no place in that kind of world whatsoever. Now, this um, this whole thing like hit me like a right hook. Um, I was having this when I was having my uh, hypnotherapy training. Um, my hypnotherapy tutor um, was doing a talk about the Stoics, and he reeled off this quote from um, Epicurus, which says, uh, "Do not spoil what you have by desiring what you have not. What you have now was once among that which you desired." Which basically means, you know, where you are now is somewhere where you wanted to be in the past, and. For me personally, it was um, something quite, um, it, yeah, like I said, it hit me like a right hook because I just remembered thinking back a number of years, um, September the 5th, 2004, um, when I was laying on a, I was 21, um, 21? No, 20, sorry. I was 20, laying in a hospital bed after an overdose, thinking that I was absolutely at completely rock bottom. You know, things couldn't possibly have been any worse for me. And I just in an, in that instant of hearing that quote, I went back to that moment and went, holy shit. Yeah, things aren't great for me right now in this moment. There's all sorts There's a few different things which I'd love to be different. And I'm stressed out about this and that and the other. But oh, my God, I am so grateful to be in this situation with all the stress that I've got rather than being, you know, in that situation some kind of 10, 15 years earlier where, you know, I was literally at rock bottom so comparing where you are now to the worst moment of your life is actually quite a 
powerful thing to do if you're kind of mentally stable enough to look back to that moment where you kind of felt like you were at, at this kind of rock bottom moment because it makes you kind of go well yeah things aren't perfect right now but at least I've got this and at least I've got this and at least I've got this and I've like all these different things which is so easy to take for granted which you can like then look at and go yeah well actually uh it's pretty good really all things considered and, and this is the thing so one thing I, I don't do this anymore but one thing that I started doing and it kind of really kind of got my head around this idea of gratitude was to start a gratitude list which I think a lot of people are kind of starting to talk about a bit more but the idea is you see every single day you find something new to be grateful for you know and you know, it starts off nice and simple it starts off fairly easy but the further you go into it and the more days that you do it for the you know the the more you have to kind of dig deep to find these things to be grateful for so you know you might start off with oh I've got a roof over my head that's quite nice uh, oh I've got a, a partner that's quite nice so when I've got my children that's they're amazing you know but you know you, you get a month in you've got you've done 30 things and you're going well well hadn't realized it but running water's pretty good isn't it god I'm really grateful I've got that and you start just going through these things and just finding more and more things to be grateful for if you like go through the list um kind of each day as well as kind of adding the new thing to it then it kind of just reminds you and because this makes you more um more in the present um so it's, it's a really kind of powerful thing to do now if anyone's got any questions about anything that i'm saying or any questions about anxiety and depression in general uh, do chuck them in the comments uh, and i will uh, i will answer them for you i do have a list of other questions so i'm just kind of rambling about a my own question for the, the last like 10 minutes um but yeah that, that those three things accepting wherever you're at um remembering what you can control and being grateful for whatever you have those are the three things like these like the three like power tool power tools what a crap expression shouldn't have said that said it now uh, yeah those are the three power tools that uh, i i use to kind of help myself uh through all of this stuff and, and all of these things so um yeah that, that that's what i've done personally um things there's no question imminent from anyone else i'll answer one of the questions that was uh, sent to me earlier um so there's, there's two questions here that are very very similar um one of them is uh what uh, can i do if i feel like i'm having a panic attack um and what can i do to stop my mind from racing now these can be very very similar um I'll, I'll tackle them individually, but there is there's definitely a crossover between the two because um, it's very unusual to be having a panic panic attack without having your mind racing, right? So, um, what can I do if I feel like I'm having a panic attack? Panic attacks happen when you know we feel like there's too much going on for us. You know, all of a sudden we can't grab a hold of anything, and everything feels like it's just kind of running away from us, kind of mentally, physically, and it's just a really kind of horrible, horrible, shitty experience having had not too many. There's a couple in my life. Uh, they're just really just not very nice whatsoever. Um, what's nice when you feel like you're having a panic attack is to try and find something which you can hold on to, which you can get control of. And the one thing that, you know, is the simple for us to get control of is our breathing. Um, and just becoming conscious of our breath as we're starting to feel as if we're having a panic attack is quite a powerful thing to do. Now, it can just be, it doesn't have to be anything 
you know, you have all these different counting exercises with your breathing or anything like that. It doesn't have to be anything as complicated as that. It can just be breathing in and counting to four and breathing out and counting to four. Or it can just be breathing and just noticing the breath, just taking a deep breath rather than a short breath. But it's this idea that we are getting control of something that can actually kind of twig something in our mind that we are in control and we aren't you know losing control of our mind and our body and everything else so it's just can just be a case of going right i'm going to take a deep breath and just noticing that breath just taking that in and just noticing what that does um just noticing that the chest rises or the stomach goes in or the you know the, the chest goes up or whatever it might be or the you can notice the the coolness of the breath or whatever it might be but just you know in terms of there's a very simple answer to that question um become conscious of your breathing and you know try and control it i mean the simplest thing is just breathe in for four breathe out for four and just kind of taking notice of what that does um so that's what that's what i'd say is a simple answer to that um what can i do to stop my mind from racing uh, was the other question now Tea first. Now, if you are someone who has the who has a mind that, that like starts to kind of race, you've probably been told by like hundred people, oh yeah, you should definitely try some like mindfulness or some meditation. Um, really, really helps for that. It's like yeah, that would be great if I could stop my mind from racing long enough to actually kind of calm down to do the mindfulness or meditation. Because um, it's basically, it's very, very difficult to do anything where you need a calm mind if um, you know, if your mind is already racing. It's like trying to stop a stampede of elephants just by standing there and putting your hand up. It's not going to happen. So if your mind is racing, it's actually much better to give your mind something to do rather than just trying to stop it dead um so one of the things i like to do at night time is um if if i get a racing mind when i'm trying to get to sleep particularly is and this is a weird one which is probably going to put off most people like everyone who's watching is just going to leave straight away um <laughs> but uh, if you give your brain some simple maths to do um <laughs> it's actually really really good because your mind is racing and that's because it wants to race it wants to be thinking lots of stuff so like like i said trying to stop it dead isn't is pointless but if you give it really something really really simple to do like some simple maths it is actually really really good so what i do is i pick a really big number like something in like the thousands like say 9437 and then i'll just breathe in and breathe out and every time i breathe in or breathe out I'll just take seven away from that number and just think what the answer would be. And then take another seven off. And take another seven off. And take another seven off. And just keep going like that. And it doesn't matter if you get the answer wrong as well. But the important thing is that you're giving your brain a challenge, a, a task to do that isn't too difficult. I mean, if it's seven's too difficult, try twos or fives, you know, wh whatever works for you. But it's giving your brain something to do, but it's not super super challenging it so it actually gives it something to do so it can actually calm down uh the mass that mass is too hard okay T take two off at a time take take one off at a time and someone says that you're going to try this good I'm, I'm glad it's getting getting through to you but it's just you want to make it simple enough that it's not stressful like stressing you out but um 
difficult enough that your brain feels like it's actually been given a task to do. So that is something which uh, can can really, really help a, a racing mind at night. Um, something you can do like during the daytime um, is to focus on your thoughts without judging them. So because quite often what people can do if we're anxious is to um, we can actually start kind of almost beating ourselves up a little bit about the fact that we're oh my god my mind's racing god i'm such an idiot why is why can't you just shut up brain you know what why do you have to be like this blah, blah, blah. and just being kind of quite unkind to yourself which is actually pretty unhelpful because you know we should be like practicing kindness to ourselves as opposed to kind of being horrible to ourselves being horrible to ourselves gets us nowhere just makes us feel worse so let's say that you're you're there and your mind's racing just being aware of what your thoughts are and just saying that they're okay so I can feel that my mind is racing and that's okay. I'm thinking about all the things that I've got to do tomorrow and that's okay. I'm thinking that I've got to do this tomorrow and that's okay. I'm thinking that I've got to do the homeschooling with the kids tomorrow and that's okay. Just this ongoing narrative, calmly, like whatever you're thinking, you can, you can say it out loud if you're on your own, you know, from public transport, might look a bit weird, uh, but just, whatever you're thinking just say to yourself whatever you're thinking and that that's okay and it, even if it's something that you feel like is not okay i'm thinking about punching my boss in the face and that's okay whatever it is you finish with it that's okay because it's not about whether the there's no right or wrong with thoughts thoughts are just thoughts they're just things there's random bits of information that our brain happens to think of so just by saying them and just calmly telling yourself that it's okay to be thinking that, is it? You don't have to put any judgment onto the thought. There's no right, there's no wrong. It's just a thought and we're just telling ourselves that it's okay. This all, does also work quite well with the racing mind at night. Uh, but, you know, this is yeah definitely something more during the day. A uh, final thing, if you've got a, a racing mind, if, you're, if the situation permits, is for you to just take out your phone or better still take out a, a, your your uh what's it called a piece of paper that's what i was trying to think of uh a piece of paper and a pen and just write down whatever whatever your thoughts are because you can never write as quickly as you think so it forces our brain to slow down because we go right i want to i'm going to write about this um so it's going to take me a little bit longer and just write out just a stream of consciousness of whatever it is that you're you're thinking at that time and it just forces your brain just to kind of drop down into a lower gear Hopefully it will slow down um, and then, you know, and also it's quite cathartic as well to kind of get those thoughts that are kind of whirring around your head, out from your head and onto the paper. So that's uh, another thing I'd recommend. Um, if there's any questions from any of you, uh, please feel to drop them in the comments. I'm just going to have a sip of tea whilst I think of the next one to answer here. So... Someone said, uh, will I have anxiety forever? Um, well, possibly, but hopefully not. Um, anxiety, I don't like to think about anxiety as kind of a binary thing, like a yes or no thing. I think of it's more of a, a scale where you have, you know, on days where you don't notice it at all, it's a zero out of 10. And on days when you're having panic attacks, it's a 10 out of 10. Now, the majority of treatments and therapies um, for anxiety will work on trying to reduce um reduce the number that you feel on a, on a general basis now 
if you are frequently having kind of days where it's like a seven, eight, nine out of ten, then you know it could feel like it's going to go on forever. That doesn't mean that it's definitely like necessarily going to. It's about learning tools and techniques to reduce that overall or to cope with uh, the anxiety when it is up at those levels. So, yeah, it's it's a difficult thing to kind of get your head around this idea of oh it you know I might have anxiety forever but yeah it's about what you want to do essentially is, is to feel like you are actually in control of the anxiety rather than the anxiety being in control of you so like I said if you're on this scale from sort of you know one up to ten is is to kind of make everything feel like it's down in that kind of one to three range where everything feels a lot more like comfortable to deal with. I mean, part of that will be of, of kind of getting over this is going to be this idea of you're going to have to do some stuff which feels outside of your comfort zone, but that's kind of like a story for another day. Um, but will I have anxiety forever? You might do, but hope if you do have it forever, hopefully you will learn things along the way um, with treatment and therapy um, that's going to help you to reduce things. Um, but anxiety... <laughs> Is rarely just going to go away all by itself. I mean, if you're younger, then you, it's something that you can kind of grow out of. Um, but if you sit there and don't do anything about your anxiety, there's no particular reason why it should go anywhere. So I'd recommend doing something about it, even if that's just talking to you know friends about how you're feeling, which is never a bad thing to do. Um, but uh, yeah, it's obviously um, I work as a cognitive behavioural hypnotherapist. So if you are suffering with anxiety, uh, I'm happy to have a free chat with people. Um, head to just coaching.co.uk, gysdcoaching.co.uk. It's my first plug of the, the live and we're kind of 25 minutes in, so I've done pretty well there. Um, so yeah, next question. Um, someone says, uh, been feeling really flat lately, really fed up. How do I keep going through lockdown? Um, well, I think you've, they are speaking for a nation or perhaps a whole planet when they say uh, they're feeling like that, because I'm certainly feeling a bit that way too. You know, the kind of Groundhog Day thing of it, just feeling like the same day every day, more or less. Uh, so I, I can appreciate that. Um, so have some more tea and then I'll, I'll answer that one for you. So this idea of feeling like really flat, um, it's like completely normal. You know, it's, it's a really, like, without wanting to sound like a broken record, it is a really, really hard time at the moment. It's completely unprecedented. Um, and we are social creatures who want interaction with other people. You know, most of our hobbies and the things that we love and the things that we enjoy have been, you know, they haven't been taken away from us entirely. They have been watered down to the point where we barely recognize them anymore. So, you know, it's a, it's a full recipe for feeling pretty crappy, having... Your social interactions take away and your hobbies taken in a way uh it's winter and there's not much like sunlight um so yeah if you're feeling crap there's a very good reason for it so how do you keep going through it well a number of different things to do um although it's not the same keep in contact with people keep talking to your friends check on the friends who you haven't heard from from in a while so just keeping that like interaction with people going keeping that connection going even if it doesn't feel exactly the same so you know have the zoom calls have the phone calls you know have like stupid zoom meetings where you play 
funny games or whatever. Um, those things are really important. Having that idea of connection is really, really important as well. Um, so do that. Um, find the positives. And there's always positives to be found. And, you know, people kind of scoff at this sometimes. But you know, no matter what is going on, there's always positives to be found. Um, so each what, what I do personally, and, I, and I've been doing this for over a year, every single day now, is to do a positivity list at the end of the day. So no matter what has happened in any given day, I would go on my phone at, you know, around about 10 o'clock in the evening, and I will list all of the positive things. So I'm really enjoying doing this, and I kind of quite like kind of talking about this sort of thing. So this is one of the things that will go down on the my list of positives. Um, I've written a new blog. Um, we've written a blog and a half today uh, about anxiety and those will be coming out in the next couple of weeks really happy with the content of those uh, so that will be going on the positivity list uh, i had to get part of my car fixed and it cost 100 pound less than i thought it was going to that would be going on the positivity list so it's not it doesn't have to be these huge groundbreaking i won the lottery or you know i have solved world hunger it can be the smallest, like the smallest, tiniest thing. But if it's positive, it's positive. It doesn't matter if it's like a like only a three out of ten positive. It doesn't have to be a ten out of ten positive to be celebrated. So finding those things. Um, next up, um, scheduling things to look forward to. Now, and I appreciate that hobbies have been taken away, but let's say, you know, you've there's a film that you've always wanted to watch and it's coming out on like Netflix or it's come out on Netflix, like make a, make a date of it to say, Hey, I know that we could just watch that and like quickly sneak it in before bed on a Tuesday night, but how about we save it for the weekend? We order in Domino's and you know, we, we sit and watch that film and make it like, make it feel a bit more special. Just like, like scheduling pleasant activities for yourself and having things to look forward to is a real good way of kind of like boosting your mood because like I said, it literally gives you something to look forward to. I mean, we don't know how long this kind of lockdown thing is going to be going on for. Um, obviously, the people are getting hundreds of thousands are getting kind of vaccinated every day. So, the, you know, it's getting closer and closer to the, the point where, you know, these things are going to be coming to an end, but we don't know when it's going to be. Uh, but that is a, um, you know, having this idea of having a something, a thing to look forward to is a, is a really powerful thing to do. Uh, so that's um, that, that's a really good thing to do. And just spring is just around the corner. Now, there will be more sunlight soon. Uh, there will be more, you know, birds singing. There will be, you know, all these different things coming coming like just a couple of weeks away. So that's a. Uh, I think that answers that question quite nicely. Um, oh, the other thing, um, it's just this stupid stuff. Just like if if something's really stupid and it makes you happy, then that's fine. I mean, like my daughters have got guinea pig each, and sometimes I just like to go and stand in the garden and watch them for five minutes just because it's just stupid and they run around in circles and they're idiots and like occasionally they'll do something like a bit weird and it's just nice and fun so if you if there's something like that which you know if you've got a cat to like make a chase a laser point that's kind of the sort of thing that makes you happy you know just don't worry it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks whether anyone else might enjoy it if you enjoy it you do it right so um 
Yeah, I'm going to answer one more question uh, unless anything else comes up in the comments. Uh, so if you have any questions, chuck them in the comments. Um, and here's quite a poignant one, which was, um, um, how do I stop feeling like such a failure? Now this is, it's quite, it's sad to feel like, um, to hear that people are feeling like failures, particularly at the moment. Um, and I think that it's, the, the score sheet needs to be a little bit different to, like in terms of failure right now. I mean, if you're getting through the days, you're winning. If you're paying the bills, you're winning. If you're getting food on the table, whether that's whether you're buying it yourself or you're getting it from a food bank, you're winning. You know, if you're in a warm house and you're getting some sleep, you're winning. You know, the, the, the rule book, the rule book is completely different to any other year. Right. So if you're getting through it, you are winning. You are not a failure. And the the big question here, and this is the question which when I'm when I'm giving people therapy and I ask them this question, they kind of give me this look that kind of says, oh, screw you. That question's not fair. And it's probably not fair, but it's, it's a question which I use a lot to great effect. Um, so if someone says, for instance, oh, I, I feel like I'm a complete failure. The question is, well, would you say that to your best friend if they were in exactly the same situation as you? So is that your, your best friend's exactly the same situation as you, would you turn around and call them a failure? And you absolutely wouldn't, right? I guarantee, and if if anyone's listening to this and you're saying to yourself, well, well, I'm a failure, it's like, well, I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that you are the only person that is actually thinking that. Guarantee that your children don't think you're a failure. Guarantee that your parents don't think you're a failure. I guarantee that your siblings don't think you're a failure. I guarantee your friends don't think you're a failure. Like, I'm not saying you're wrong to think that because, you know, it's, it's a thought in our head and it's a difficult one to let go of. But I think the evidence will be stacked up against you and that idea um, because, you know, feeling like a failure and being a failure are two entirely different things. So whilst you might feel like it because, you know, you've got so much going on in this crazy world right now, like that doesn't doesn't mean that you are. You know, thoughts are not facts. Just because you think something doesn't mean it's true. You, you can think anything at all. It's just an opinion. So you can have you can hold the opinion that you're a failure. But more often than not, I think the evidence will stack up and prove that you're simply not. So hopefully that helps to answer that question. Um, I'm just going to finish this uh, live off very shortly. If you do have any more questions that you'd like me to answer, then do please put them in the comments. Um, but I want to talk about the resources that I've got, which can help you. If you are feeling down, if you're feeling anxious, if you want help with self-confidence, with your self-esteem, low mood, whatever it might be. Uh, so I have the uh, the gist of it podcast. You can find that on um, Spotify and Apple, iTunes and Google Podcasts. That's got um, kind of conversation with me and other people about uh, mental health and kind of getting your life in order, as well as kind of just advice like you've been hearing you know, for the last however long this has been going on for. Uh, I have various different blogs about different subjects. As I mentioned, I've got the uh, ones about acceptance and guilt uh, and gratitude, uh, about control, about all sorts. So you can find that at uh, gystcoaching.co.uk and you can head to the blog, uh, the blog section there. Uh, loads of different blogs uh, about various different uh, subject matters. 
If you are interested in um, working with me one-on-one, -on -one, uh, then you get in contact about having sessions with me. Uh, before we start anything that's paid, uh, we will have a, a conversation with just the two of us, an exploratory chat to find out what you're about, what you're after. You can find out about me, whether you like me, whether we're going to get on. Um, you know, and that's completely free just to see, you know, if we are kind of a dynamic unit which works well together, with where we can where we have good rapport, where we can riff off each other and, you know, whether ultimately I feel like I can get you to where you want to be because that's what, you know, life coaching and therapy is all about. Or if you want to do it by yourself, then I have a four-week anti-anxiety course online. It's called Anxiousness to Awesomeness. It uh, uses uh, techniques from CBT, from NLP, from uh, hypnotherapy, uh, from mindfulness and meditation, all kind of structured together into a four-week course which you take at your own pace. Uh, and that's available on the, my website as well. That's gystcoaching.co.uk. Uh, and the course is priced at just £40, so it's less than a single therapy session would be. So seeing as there doesn't appear to be any questions on either Facebook or on Instagram feed, I will wrap this up. I uh, hope you have enjoyed this. If you have, then do please let me know. Uh, and I look forward to speaking to you on a podcast or you know in person soon.